Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we study biblical prophecy from a Catholic perspective. And I have an announcement to make. Uh, we have been surprised, I have been surprised by the listener response to Luke 21. It's been strong. So we're expanding what we're going to be offering via Luke 21. And beginning January 2024, and we will be expanding to include a YouTube type video format to Luke 21. Now, you say, oh, I like that audio format. We're going to still have that. You'll still have that all always available. But in addition, we'll have that new video format. And then in addition to that, we hope by mid-January to have a new Luke21.com website up and running. And we'll be describing some of the features of that. Now, here's my plan. My plan is to go through many of the same scriptures we have covered in the seven years we have been doing Luke 21 so far. And people ask, will it be the same? Will it be different? Yes, yes, no, no. Um, Some things will be the same, but many things will be different or from a different perspective. Plus, uh, I continually study biblical prophecy. I enjoy doing it. And so I have learned a few things over the past seven years that will be included in that study. And perhaps probably more important, if you followed us along as we studied not only we began with First and Second Thessalonians, uh, Daniel in the Old Testament, early prophecies in Genesis, and then the Gospels, uh, all of that can be brought to bear as we go back to First and Second Thessalonians, you'll have a deeper understanding and appreciation of what we covered earlier. In fact, you'll be saying, oh, that's what he was driving at, because you have to start somewhere, but after you've gone through a cycle of prophecy and come back, things will open up. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you the key to understanding the book of Revelation, or the keys, plural. Uh, First, understand the historical context. That always helps if you understand the setting of Revelation. And we get the setting of Revelation in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation. And the seven churches, uh, majority of them, were in bad shape. Uh, The church at Ephesus, they were abandoning their first love even though they were orthodox in doctrine. What a rebuke. Orthodox in doctrine, but abandoning their first love. The Church of Pergamum, they had what the prophecy calls Balaam's teaching, and that's simply idolatry, false views of God, and immorality. Two go together. Thyatira, they have Jezebel's teaching. Same deal. Immorality and idolatry. And we're sucking Catholics into the trap of what we read later in the book of Revelation, the great whore of Babylon. Then the church of Sardis. You have a name of being alive. Hey, we're, we're doing fine. Everything's great. And the prophecy says you are dead at the point of death. And then finally, you have the church of Laodicea, rich but lukewarm, 
and about to be vomited out of God's presence. To me, this is unbelievable that the church could be in such bad shape by the end of the first century. So uh, what can bring these churches back to life out of this pathetic situation? And the answer is the prophets, the Old Testament prophets. In my experience, there's nothing quite like the Old Testament prophets for having that strong punch for bringing those who claim they're following God and are just living a pathetic Christian life or in the Old Testament, even a a pathetic Jewish life. But the prophets are that fortification for your spiritual life. And in my own life, it was preparing a sermon and giving it on two minor prophets that basically I preached myself right out of the Protestant church, became a Catholic, and has influenced me for the past 24 years. In case you're interested, those were the prophets of Malachi and Hosea. And just so you know, there's two sets of prophets in the Old Testament. You have the major prophets and the minor prophets. And the prophets are not like baseball. We have the major leagues, you have the good hitters and catchers and whatever, and the minor leagues, those not so good. Uh, that's not the case with the prophets. Minor means they're just shorter in length. To me, the minor prophets have probably more punch per chapter than just about anything else in the Bible. So I would urge you, as you're looking for a good New Year's resolution, why don't you read at least the minor prophets and they will shake you up in a good way. Now, St. John's job, commissioned by Jesus, was to shake up these seven churches that were in pathetic condition that I just described to you. So as a result, the book of Revelation contains more of the Old Testament than any other book of the New Testament. It is loaded what we call allusions, and I'll explain that in a minute, to Old Testament scriptures. Now, the exact number varies because the book of Revelation doesn't have what we would call footnoted quotations. For instance, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, it reads this, For this is he who is spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, comma, quotation mark, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, period quotation mark. In other words, it's set apart. It's a formal quotation. Revelation doesn't have that. Instead, embedded right within verses are Old Testament allusions. In other words, they can be simply an image described at length in the Old Testament. It can be a few words from a verse in the Old Testament. And even a stranger, in a way, It can contain multiple allusions to different Old Testament scriptures in one single verse of the book of Revelation. So, uh, for instance, in the uh, Greek New Testament, there's two, but what's called the Nestle Allen Greek New Testament, it's actually in uh, in the Luke21.com website. I'm going to have a special page called Unplugged. And I'm going to show you how you can find what they cite as 635 Old Testament references in the book of Revelation and how you can find these, even though you don't 
know a single word of Greek, and it's not that hard to do. And this is a vital way to figure out exactly what St. John was talking about. You don't start with the newspaper. You know, you start with the Old Testament because the Old Testament is embedded right within the verses of Revelation. So what happened with St. John? He was so filled with the Old Testament scriptures that when God gave him you know, these visions or these messages, you know, he immediately channeled those using the words that he had known deep within himself and to express what the book of Revelation is. Now, many of you know that one of my favorite commentaries, or probably my favorite commentary, on the book of Revelation was done by a evangelical scholar by the name of Gregory Beale. And one of the reasons I like Dr. Beale, if you just kind of back up and see some of the other books he he has written, for instance, along with a co-author, he's the author of a book entitled The New Testament Use of the Old Testament. And this book, over 1,200 pages, is how the New Testament uses the Old Testament. And how to properly understand the New Testament, you find what those Old Testament references are. You go back and try to understand the context of what those Old Testament references are. Then you bring them forward to the context of the person writing a New Testament book. And presto, you get your understanding. And a man who, by the way, that's not his only book. He's written a book of similar length of the dictionary of the New Testament use of the Old Testament. So his commentary on Revelation is obviously going to be pulling this in. It's not going to be uh, dreaming stuff up that, uh, you know, maybe current events or just your hunch or whatever. There's a specific port. And again, over 635 Old Testament references, and there's no exact number because there's wide variations on what they call these allusions because it isn't only word for word. Sometimes it's thought for thought. Sometimes it's picture for picture. But Dr. Beale says, this is the book of Revelation, quote, it's the result of a memory so saturated with Old Testament languages and ideas that they are unconsciously organized into the author's visions. Now, if you want a behind-the-scenes look, like um, like right now, if you want to come into my radio studio, uh, come around behind that camera that I'm looking into right now, and you want to see what's going on, you want to have that kind of behind-the-scenes tour of the book of Revelation, you go to Revelation chapter 10. In Revelation chapter 10, he hears, St. John hears a voice from heaven speaking to him and a command, go take the scroll which is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. I believe this is a vision of Jesus himself. And the scroll is obviously the word of God from Jesus. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll and said to me, take and eat. It will be bitter to your stomach. It's a tough message, but sweet as honey in your mouth. 
And that's what the Psalms say, that uh, meditation on the Word of God is like honey to the taste. So I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, and when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, you must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. This is what the book of Revelation is. These aren't wild fantasies. This isn't fiction. These are real visions. These are real words, and they come from the Old Testament, by and large, more than any other book in the New Testament. The book of Revelation is literally saturated with these. And it's not just uh, the prophet Isaiah said, quote, no, it's just, it's, it's a part of John. And what happened, John had a message to proclaim. That's what the little scroll was. But how it was expressed was from somebody who had already digested the Old Testament and now is given another message. And, you know, this isn't just some kind of PhD thesis or this isn't some kind of religious knowledge or religious fact. This is the word of God by a man of God who digests the word of God in such a way that he synthesizes it, make it a part of himself, and then makes an unforgettable book called the Book of Revelation. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Catholic Bible Prophecy with Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.